0: The Browns tried to get Deshaun Watson. It didn't work out. Now they have a problem with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield asked the Browns to trade him. The Browns say that they will not do it. Peter, I assume that given the presence of Paul DePodesta and the title that he carries of chief strategy officer, the Browns have a strategy for dealing with Baker Mayfield. And I assume the strategy is slightly more elaborate than... Let's get Deshaun Watson. If we don't, let's stick with Baker Mayfield, even if he doesn't want to be here anymore. I'd like to think there's more parts to this recipe than that because to the extent that Chris Mortensen said the other day the Browns want an adult at the quarterback position, what did the Browns expect? If that's accurate, what did the Browns expect when they flirt with Deshaun Watson? Did they expect an adult reaction from Baker Mayfield? Or did they expect Mayfield to get pissed off? And even if you're an adult, at a certain level, you're going to be upset by this. I'm your quarterback, and you're trying to get somebody else? I don't want to be here anymore. And Bayfield's made it clear now he doesn't want to be there anymore, and they say they're not going to trade him. The only I've had a chance to sleep on it and think about it. The only logical explanation to me is that the Browns are just trying to clumsily preserve leverage for any trade discussions and get the Colts, the Seahawks, whoever, to think the Browns may keep this guy even if he doesn't want to be there, that it's easier to get a better trade If you can sell the idea that the or else is, we'll just
1: keep him. You just asked the question, what is an adult reaction? An adult reaction is what Matt Ryan did. Matt Ryan said, I will delay my $7 million roster bonus that is due today, and I'll delay it for however long he did, a couple of days, day, whatever it was, until you have a decision On Deshaun Watson. You know why? Because if you're Baker Mayfield you have to think gee the Browns they're going after a top five quarterback in football which I never have been and you know I'm going to be a petulant child and I'm going to say oh boy if you don't get Deshaun Watson well then that's it. I'm out of here and I'm out of here regardless. I mean a mature an, an adult reaction is when Matt Ryan says, okay, I'm getting up there in years. I may have a couple more years, and that's it. I understand this team going after a long-term quarterback of the future. And to me, it's a different reason why Baker Mayfield should understand this. But talent wins in the NFL. And and again, I you know, let's 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 take all the other stuff about Deshaun Watson away. But if you if you were a Browns fan and taking all the other stuff, put putting that to the side, who do you want as your opening day quarterback in September, 2024 Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? I mean, it's, it's a silly argument and I understand he's going to get his, his feathers ruffled, his feelings hurt, all that other stuff. But to me, Hey, listen, that's life, baby. I mean, if, if, If if in my prime at Sports Illustrated, SI came to me and said, "Hey, listen, you know you make relatively speaking a lot of money, and we have a chance to get Frank Deford back. And uh, you know we 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 can't afford you both, so we're taking Deford. You know what I would say? I would say I get it. Deford's better than me, and so take Frank Deford, and I will go out and be grateful for the time I've had here." And and look, I just I think Baker Mayfield's reaction is immature. Period.
0: Let me throw a curveball at you. I may regret posing this question cuz it could take us off the rails and if it does, it's my fault. How do you think Aaron Rodgers would react if the Packers made a run at Deshaun Watson?
1: They wouldn't. Why would they? If Baker Mayfield had played like, well, oh, they top drafted Jordan Love two years ago. They I guess, would here's my not question. be going after Deshaun right. Watson. All right. I raise
0: raised that question because
1: the two years ago. Between, the, that's like saying. That's like saying, what would the Giants How would Daniel Jones feel if the Giants I, went after Deshaun Watson? I I here here years my point.
0: Two years ago, the Packers traded up in round 1 to draft a completely unproven quarterback and Aaron Rodgers reacted more like Baker Mayfield than like Matt Ryan so i you know i guess age doesn't guarantee a mature reaction and i'm not sure that Mayfield's reaction is a sign of immaturity. I guess that's my point, because Aaron Rodgers got pissed off, justifiably so, when he had made it clear to the Packers he wants to stay there for the rest of his career, and he's playing at a high level, and they go out and they trade up to bring in his replacement. He got upset. Baker Mayfield is busting his ass for the Browns. He, he was injured most of last year, so we really can't tell whether the regression was the result. That, that, that left shoulder had to do something with it, and he played through it. He never said, I'm just going to shut it down, take my money and not play. He continued to play through the shoulder. It's his own fault he injured it because he had to make a tackle after throwing an interception. But regardless, he played through it. He's given his all to Cleveland. And now they're flirting with a guy who has 22 civil lawsuits pending against him, alleging sexual misconduct. I know if you take it out of the equation, Watson's the clear choice. But from Mayfield's perspective, it's part of the equation. What are they doing What are they doing They're They're going to throw me overboard for this guy that's got all these legal issues and he hasn't played in a whole year and they're just going to cast me aside. So I don't, I guess I raise Rogers because I'm not ready to call it immature for Mayfield to act and react the way that he did. And the Browns shouldn't be surprised. I guess that's the deeper point. How can they be surprised by this? So what's their plan, Peter? They had to have known that they were going to piss Baker Mayfield off. And now he's pissed off and he wants out. And they say they're not trading him. Again, I just believe that it's a ruse, that it's a lie, that it's puffery aimed at trying to get the best possible trade they can get. Because you can't go forward with Baker Mayfield at this point. And I always root for a good story. And a Baker Mayfield trade would be a good story in this nutty run of NFL stories. Better story is Baker Mayfield playing for the Browns this year and not wanting to be there. That's the story that pays off every time the
1: Browns play. I mean, look, it's March 18th. A lot of things can happen in the next four months before real football matters again. Uh, so my feeling is, Mike, I, I mean, it looks like he's going to be traded or they'll be rid of him somehow. I get it. But, you know, the difference between this and and if, if it happened to Aaron Rodgers, you know, is monumental. Because even when the Packers drafted uh, Jordan Love, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had just had a season where he threw for four thousand yards with twenty-six touchdowns and four interceptions. So, you know, that's a little bit different than what's happened in any year that Baker Mayfield has played football. So, I, I just, I, I just look. I'm, I'm sorry. This is, this shows a lot more to me about Baker Mayfield, and and again, look, I I applaud Baker Mayfield for being a tough dude and for playing when a lot of players wouldn't have played last year. That's great, but the fact is, even though his fifth-year option was exercised and he was due to play this year under the fifth-year option, the Browns, right now, even before all this happened, didn't know if he was their long-term quarterback. And probably thought he wouldn't be, so you know. To me, this is this is totally different from anything that would happen, even when Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. I I just I I don't I don't or 37, whatever he is. I, I just don't think it's even remotely comparable.
0: I think part of what the Browns may be trying to do, in a weird sort of a way, is to bait Baker Mayfield into saying or doing something that makes it easier for the fan base to blame Baker Mayfield on the way out the door, and they don't blame the Browns. So he wants to be traded. The Browns say no, and they know Baker Mayfield. He's not just going to take that. At some point, there's going to be an eruption. And when there is a trade—now, it may diminish your trade value at that point, but it helps you with the local PR battle over the Browns' fans— pointing a finger at the team or pointing a finger at Baker Mayfield. And I think if Mayfield's gone, they want the fans to be upset with Baker Mayfield, that maybe he says something about Cleveland on the way out the door, you know, crash uh, or but with a slash and burn and do everything he can to get out, almost like Terrell Owens in 2005 without the shirtless driveway sit-ups. But if he goes down that path, then it becomes easier for the Browns to take the high ground and say, look, it was him, it wasn't us. They got a fan base they got to keep catering to. Um, The other side of this, and I think the core of this, the reason that the Browns were even in this position, it's because we have gotten away from the days of the young quarterback getting to the point where he's eligible for a second contract and just automatically getting the best quarterback contract that we've ever seen. It's the Derek Carr phenomenon. It was one after another four or five years ago. The next guy up gets the next highest contract and so on and so on. Now you've got this huge range Where does Baker Mayfield fall between 30 and 60 million per year? And last year it was between 30 and 45 million per year. He probably thinks he's closer to 45. Browns think he's closer to 30. And they knew they were never going to get a long term deal. I think that's what started all of this. That the Browns were really the first team to draw that line in the sand and say, just because you took us to the divisional round, just because you've had two out of three seasons that were good, just because you're not a bust. We're not just going to make you the highest paid player in the NFL. We're not going to do it. We're not going to give you 40 million a year. We're not going to do it. The Browns did, I believe to Mayfield, what the Rams should have done to Jared Goff and said, no. And everything we're seeing now is the aftermath of the Browns refusing to give Baker Mayfield what he wanted. If, and when they got to the table last year, and surely at some point they talked enough to know that the Browns were in one level and the, and Mayfield's expectations were in another one entirely.
1: And, and look, you know, if this is the way it's going to end, then this is the way it it, it should end. And if Baker Mayfield expects, even before any of this happens, if Baker Mayfield expects to be, uh, I'll go less, Mike, if he expects to be 38 or 40 million per year in a long-term deal, it's a pipe dream you've just got to say if you really are going to let this destroy you as a player or whatever you know we're not going to sign you long term i mean the smartest thing to me coming into this and knowing you know if indeed baker mayfield was angry that he wasn't going to get a new deal the smartest thing would have been to say all right look we guarantee we won't franchise you so in 2022 that Baker Mayfield would be playing for 32 teams. Now, I don't think 31, because I do think that, uh, you know, if the Browns were still interested, who knows what happens in the next few months. But I would rather have a guy who's supremely motivated to play great, because then my franchise is going to benefit by that. And again, look, this could be, could be, you know, the end game here. If if Deshaun Watson uh, signs with the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the Browns don't get or can't get Matt Ryan, uh, you know, because let's say he goes to the Colts. I, I don't, I have no idea what will happen to Matt Ryan, but if that's what happens uh, then so be it, but you've got to have stability at the quarterback position. You can't have a tornado. And, and right now to me, I just think emotions are frayed. Emotions are high. Let's let things settle down for a little while.
0: And I think at the end of the day, the reason the Browns don't want to bring him back at $18.8 million this year, they recognize if he has a great year, if he channels all of this frustration into motivation and goes out and plays really well and the Browns get back to the playoffs, then they're stuck. Then they have to keep him because then the fan base is going to be saying Baker's our guy again. Yes. Then you give him a huge contract and what happens? He regresses in 2023. And this up and down good year, bad year, good year, bad year, that is not the stuff of a franchise quarterback. So I think the Browns would prefer to just move on. That's why I was surprised that they declined his trade request. Although I just don't believe it. I believe they're still going to trade him. They're either trying to provoke him or they're trying to preserve trade leverage, or a little bit of both. I think that that they don't go down the path. If they view him as immature, they don't go down the path of trying to get Deshaun Watson and expect him to react maturely. You go down that path knowing you are torpedoing your relationship with Baker Mayfield. He's never going to be your quarterback again, and it's just a matter of how it works out. If, if they didn't go into the Watson pursuit, accepting that very real possibility, if not reality, then, then they're stupid. Then, then they, they, they don't have a chief strategy officer. There is no strategy. It's just, let's see what happens. And I don't think the Browns
1: operate that way. I don't either. But I also think you can't let the feelings of a quarterback who you think it's 50-50 at best is going to be your long-term quarterback, and that's at best. You can't let that dictate what you're going to try to do to make your team better. I don't find... I find zero fault with the Cleveland Browns over this. Zero. I mean, and and look, I, I mean, replay everything I said in the first hour about how incredibly distasteful it is all these teams falling all over themselves to chase Deshaun Watson. So that has to be a part of this. But when you're not sure who your long-term quarterback is and there's a top five quarterback in the league out there that you think there's a good chance we're going to be interested in this guy, to not go after him is general manager malfeasance. And all these people criticizing Andrew Barry right now, they ought to think, hmm, what would I do if I was the general manager of a team? Stick with a guy who I know is pissed off at us anyway, whether he's going to be our quarterback or not, or try to get A severely damaged top five quarterback in the NFL who could, after all this is said and done, for the next 10 years, have us in serious playoff contention every year. And and Mike, I just I I think people look at the results of what happened and say, Andrew Barry's an idiot. The Browns are amateurs. They look at the results. But let's go two weeks ago, and you tell me, just tell me, sit in the Browns' offices and have a discussion. Listen in on their discussion. Would you say that if you heard Andrew Barry said, I don't want to risk angering our quarterback, who a year from now, there's a 60-40 chance, won't be our quarterback. I don't want to risk angering this guy so we're not going to go after a top-five quarterback in the NFL. It's insanity. Think. Think, people. Think.
0: Well, I think the bottom line is they're done with Baker Mayfield, and it just, as I said earlier, is a matter of how the details play out moving forward. Is it the Colts? Is it the Seahawks? Is it the Falcons? Is it someone else that ends up coming after Baker Mayfield? Because he's shown enough, when healthy and and performing at an acceptable level and getting proper, proper coaching and listening to it, he's shown that he can play really well. You know, the, the, the truth here is, whatever the reason, contract or whatever, we've seen enough flashes of it publicly to come to the conclusion that he's been a huge pain in the ass for the Browns behind the scenes. And they've had enough. Kevin Stefanski doesn't want it. The organization doesn't want it, and they're looking for someone else. And my my guess is, as they pivot from Deshaun Watson, they're going to find some other option to play quarterback, whether it's long term or short term. It's going to be someone other than Baker Mayfield. I think at this point, it has to be. We have to take. They a ought to at trade a conditional
1: two for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what they should do. Uh, well, I mean, okay. I, look, I know there, we got to take. There's a
0: been break. a I, there's been a suggestion that only the Colts are interested in Garoppolo, but I agree with you, the Browns should be as well. When we return, the Rams were interested in finding another weapon for Matthew Stafford, and they have it. We'll discuss that next on this Friday edition of PFT Live. Allen Robinson, after becoming a free agent following his tenure with the Bears, agrees to terms with the Los Angeles Rams. Three-year deal million, half million 30 million guaranteed we haven't seen the full breakdown yet I don't think but hey th- this isn't a surprise. The Rams are always interested in going out and bringing in established veteran talent. They've got Robert Woods coming off of a torn ACL and his cap number and salary number for this year very high. Odo Beckham Jr. suffers the torn ACL in the Super Bowl. Last time around, it took them 11 months to get cleared to play again. They need somebody. When Without OBJ in the Super Bowl, that receiving core was not good. Cooper Cup finally stepped up when they needed him to. Now they got Allen Robinson, and this is money that suggests he is going to be a key player in the offense. So it's Cup, it's Robinson. And then beyond that, we'll see. Is Robert Woods back under a reduced deal? Is he traded? Is it OBJ? When's he going to be healthy? Who else are they going to have? But this is a guy that... Sean McVay had to have liked or he wouldn't have pursued him, Peter. And this is just another example of the Rams doing the things that have made them the team they are. Forget about the draft in a year when, as you've said, there are plenty of great young receivers in the talent pool. Let's go get a guy who has proven he can do it and bring him in and add him to the team.
1: You know, the most amazing thing about this is, Mike, for the first time in NFL history. History. A team has three receivers who average more than 15 million a year. I mean, think about it. He's 15.5, Cooper Cup is 15.75, and Robert Woods is 16.25. Now, we all think that Woods is probably going to have to give him a little bit of relief, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But it's amazing the money that they have devoted to this position and and to me, look, I've thought all along Coming and and I was at the Rams victory party, and one member of their decision making group, when we were just talking about the future very, very sketchily, uh, they thought that they were going to be able to fit both Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. into their team, okay, for going forward. Obviously, now the Von Miller thing is gone, and with the signing of Allen Robinson. I think, unless he signs an absolutely huge, um, you, you, you know, on the come type contract, you know, filled with, you know, clauses that, you know, only come through if he is Odell Beckham Jr. again. So to me, I think that this is, this is obviously a huge deal for them. But I also think it says a couple of other things about the Rams, and that is, as much as they want to bring everybody back and to run it back and 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 all that that it was just going to be impossible I mean they're never going to give Von Miller the kind of contract that Buffalo gave him and I doubt knowing the market knowing that somebody out there is going to pay Odell Beckham Jr. probably some real money even though he's only going to be playing probably half this year I think that this was the more pragmatic way to build your team.
0: Yeah, and I don't know that there's going to be interest in Odo Beckham Jr. until he's healthy because same knee, ACL torn twice. Last time it took 11 months to get cleared to play. I think you're going to have a lot of people playing wait and see before they do it. And the Rams hopefully won't because hopefully they'll give him some financial reward for what he did last year to help them get that Super Bowl win. Let's take a break. Week one of free agency is almost completely in the books. We'll hand out some superlatives for the start of the 2022 process. We'll do that next on this Friday edition of the FTL.
1: Around any corner,
0: within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines.
2: news. It's awesome
0: for the NFL. I'm glad he's back. I really am. Whoever bids on this has to know that there's a chance the guy's yeah. going come back. Okay. Number one, the person's really rich, and number two,
2: they're kind of stupid. <laughs> NFC South chance for 2022, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Screw off everybody else. They can look at the offense and go, "Hey, we're kind of good over there. Now let's address our head coach's defensive side of the ball. And, I mean, killing it. I don't know any other way to say it. Khalil Mack, imperative to what what Brandon Staley wants to do. You can't throw, like, starting quarterback
0: type of money at Mitchell Trubisky. I think the Steelers are just happy that they have somebody who's going to be taken more seriously than Mason Rudolph. Here it is, baby. Today's the day, look at that. Oh, I'm just gonna baby, hold it up whoa, 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 the hey, hey, oh, whole up Based upon what we've seen from Baker Mayfield, what we've heard from Baker Mayfield publicly, I think it's safe to assume he's kind of a pain in the butt for the Browns behind the scenes, and they may just have gotten to the point where they've had enough. If you're a pain in the butt, you
2: better be a baller on the field. We've had moments of being baller, but not consistency throughout that. And then, of course, there's the contract stuff that's coming up as well.
0: It's just the way it works in sports. It is. It's the way it works in any business, like you said. Excuses are made of the stars. You're going to look the other way. If this is somebody who is a high performer, you're going to look
2: the other way on a lot of stuff. See it in any business. If you're super talented, you get away with stuff, period. You know, I mean, that's the way it is. Hey, Chris Collinsworth wants a meeting, but push back 30 minutes? Sure, Chris Collinsworth. Chris Sims asked for the meeting to be pushed back 30 minutes? No, screw you.
0: It starts now. Let's go. We said, boy, if the Bills had Von Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., they'd have been the ones hoisting the Super Bowl trophy in 2021 slash 2022. And now they go get Von Miller. Maybe OBJ's next. Maybe they were listening to. It. <laughs> That's the week that was first week of free agency, 2022 Peter King's with me here today. Cause Chris Sims doesn't work on Fridays. It's kind of funny that Chris is saying, Oh, if Chris Collinsworth wants to push back a meeting, they'll do it for me. They won't. He gets every Friday off. He gets every freaking Friday off, Peter. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I like carlidans. working Fridays. It's fun. Yeah. Well, I like having you on Fridays that really, I can only take so much of Chris and I have a feeling Chris can only take so much of me. Superlatives for week one. We got a few awards we're gonna hand out here. We got categories we came up with ahead of time. How about the Hustler Award? The for the GM or the team who put in the most effort and work and elbow grease this week, who would you give it to?
1: I'd give it to uh give it to Dave Ziegler of the Las Vegas Raiders. Not having anything to do really with uh Devontae Adams, because obviously that's that took a while. It's a great trade. But I was really impressed with when they answer their need at pass rusher with what they feel is a guy who's still got three or four good years left with Chandler Jones. That almost simultaneously, they then trade Yannick Ngakwe, who is, you know, an 8, 9, 10 sack guy consistently to Indianapolis for a corner that Indianapolis had semi-soured on Rocky Asin, who steps into the Raiders, and he'll be one of their top three corners. And I just like the fact that he knew that he had a good chance to get a long-term rusher, and he then jettisons one of his rushers, whose contract is going to be done at the end of this year, and he got something in return for him of value to the Raiders.
0: For me, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars and specifically GM Trent Bauck. You know, plenty of teams try to spend their way into contention. The Jaguars trying to spend their way out of dysfunction, rounding up free agent after free agent. And I don't know how much more they had to pay than other teams. The goal for any team in free agency is to win the ties, to force teams to pay more than what a player would want to come play for you. I think the Jaguars probably had to pay a premium to get some of these guys to go there, but they are trying to accumulate talented players they are trying to make themselves into a team that can be competitive last year was as bad as it's ever been for the Jaguars or really for any team in recent years they're trying to spend their way out of it they're using one of the available tools in free agency Peter to make that happen let's just spend a little time on this what do you think the end result of this is going to be does it pull them out of this this, I mean, they're still in the AFC with all these other great teams, but does it maybe vault them past the Texans and maybe start moving them toward the Colts in the AFC South?
1: I think it's impossible to know where they are in relation to the Texans because the Texans are going to have probably, I mean, they could have three very high picks in this draft. They're going to have number three overall, or they could also have a double first-round pick next year as well. So, I mean, look, I think this is a cliche because everybody has been jumping on this one, but Christian Kirk is a monumental uh, chance that this team is taking. He's got to be, they paid him like a number one receiver, at least for the next two years. And if he's not an 80 to 90 catch guy, Then they're going to be saying, well, geez, we let DJ Chark go for nothing and we bring this guy in. He he has to make beautiful music uh, with Trevor Lawrence immediately in Jacksonville. Now, I think if if Christian Kirk
0: is the guy, the Jaguars think that he is the Cardinals blew it because they never should have let him go because the Cardinals don't let that guy go. If he's as good as that contract in Jacksonville suggests the do more award, which team, which GM, which whoever needs to work a little bit harder based on the first few days of free agency, who you got
1: bill Belichick, but he always is like this. He he's, he's always going to sit out uh, and, and it's why, look, I think it is. I think it's short sighted after three days of free agency to say team X has done a crappy job. Okay, so uh, Chicago GM Ryan Pulse, Bill Belichick, there are others who are basically watching the world go by. In past years, remember when Washington used to win free agency every year and then they'd be 4-12? and 12? I mean, you know, so that's why I think it's always dangerous to say, eh, well, the Patriots stink now. Even though you look at them and they're not doing anything, I believe that on June 2nd, let's look at what they've done on June 2nd or 3rd rather than on March 17 or 18. Always smart
0: to let the money get spent early by others, let the market soften and go bargain shopping. It's just more stunning this year from the Patriots because last year they did the thing that was the aberration where they went all in and signed guy after guy after guy because they finagled their cap just right. In a year where everyone else was in a cap problem because of the pandemic, the Patriots were able to go out and get guys without having to pay the kind of premium that you see in a normal year of free agency. That's why they were so aggressive last year. I think the Cowboys need to do more. Shereen Williams was on here last night. She lives down in the area. She said Cowboys fans are pissed. I mean, they had Randy Gregory convinced to stick around, and they got caught up in In technicalities that shouldn't have applied, they should have done what they had to do to the contract to keep Randy Gregory comfortable and keep him in Dallas. Uh, Yeah, hey, good. They kept Demarcus Lawrence around, but they wanted to keep Cedric Wilson. He's gone. They were able to get something for Amari Cooper, but they paid him a lot and ended up getting peanuts in return at the end of the day. There's just a sense of, of malaise for a Cowboys team that has an opportunity. You see the NFC getting weaker this is a chance for the Cowboys to go all in, but you know, this is one of those years where spending sprees from the past come back to haunt you. And one thing that's really haunting them is that Ezekiel Elliott contract that pays out twelve point four million fully guaranteed. If it wasn't guaranteed, he would not be there. Let's go ahead and take a break. We want to revisit the Deshaun Watson situation from the perspective of the Falcons. How did they get into this? What are they doing with Matt Ryan? And what did Matt Ryan do to facilitate Deshaun Watson having more time to make a decision? We'll focus on that next here on PFT Live. Perhaps the most puzzling development in the pursuit of Deshaun Watson is the involvement of the Atlanta Falcons. Chris Sims told us yesterday that... The Falcons are the one team that Watson asked for. All the other teams came after Watson. Watson from Atlanta, interested in the Falcons. Falcons got interested in Watson. And that's one of the big reasons, probably the main reason, if not only reason, the Matt Ryan restructuring that was reported last week as a done deal hasn't been done. Because under that restructuring, which would have created $12 million in cap space... The cap charge for trading him before June 1 would have been $55 million plus. As it stands, it's $40 million and change. Still a lot, but not 55 And another key was a roster bonus due today, which means he would have had to have been off the roster yesterday by 4 p.m. Eastern. It would drive the cap charge to over $48 million for a Matt Ryan trade before June 1. Matt Ryan agreed, per multiple reports, to push that roster bonus to Tuesday. It means... They have until Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern to trade Matt Ryan. And it tells me that they really do want to keep Matt Ryan if they don't get to Sean Watson. This really does seem to be upgrade to Watson or love the one you're with. And Ryan was perfectly fine when he could have played hardball. He could have said, I'm not doing anything. You got to make your
1: decision now. He could have done that, but he didn't, Peter. And, you know, to me, we talked about it earlier. This is sort of the mature way to do things. You go, you go to your quarterback and you say, hey, listen, we have to investigate this for the long-term future of our franchise. Uh, we hope you're okay with it. We'd like to do the following, blah, blah, blah. And Matt Ryan says, hey, you know, I've been here for 14 seasons and life has gone great. And, yeah, I'm willing to work with you on this. Because look, if you're Matt Ryan, you have to know that you only have, what, maybe two years to go? Um, You know, his performance is not as explosive as it was a few years ago. He's still very healthy. But I think this is Matt Ryan doing his organization a solid.
0: There's also a chance here, and I don't know the answer to this question, but it may not be a mature decision. It may be a shrewd decision because we don't know if there was a quid pro quo or what the quid pro quo may have been to get Ryan to agree to keep this window open for Deshaun Watson because it does seem like the Falcons are the favorite. We had the Kyle Pitts tweet yesterday where he said it's about to get scary in Atlanta and then he deleted the tweet and then he tried to say later he was talking about the signing of Casey Hayward which makes no sense and why would you delete the tweet if that's what you were referring to anyway? I mean, it's not Deion Sanders 2.0 I don't know why anybody would tweet it's about to get scary in Atlanta because Casey Hayward's signing. All due respect to Casey Hayward. But it feels like the Falcons are the favorite here. What if Matt Ryan said, hey, I'll agree to delay the roster bonus so you can continue this? Because obviously once the roster bonus goes through, it becomes much harder to trade me. I'll agree to it if you agree that either way you're going to trade me. I've put in my time here. I've never wanted to leave. But if this is what you want to do, if you think it's time, if this is your way of telling me it's time, then that's fine. But if you don't get Deshaun Watson, I still want to be traded. Because, Peter, if I'm Matt Ryan, I'm looking at the Colts right now, even though they're in the AFC, which is a negative, a big negative. But I'm looking at the Colts, and I'm saying the Colts are a better team than the one I'm currently on. Maybe I should go be the next one-year or two-year
1: quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Isn't shrewd mean – doesn't that mean being intelligent? So I think both things are possible. And if I were Matt Ryan – I would love to go play with Frank Reich for two years. That'd be great. But look, I was told by somebody with the Colts that don't look for us to spend a lot of money on quarterback this year. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But Jim Ursay can get emotional. And if he thinks he's got a chance for the next two years to get a highly competitive quarterback who at his best can be a top five quarterback, he'd probably go do it again.
0: I wonder what the Eagles would do if Matt Ryan wanted to go home and play in Philly to end his career. I have no reason to think that he does, but that'd be a hell of a decision for I the don't Eagles because so. they have J- Jalen Hurts has a ceiling. They don't know where it is. But yeah, but Matt Ryan's getting toward the end of the road. I, I it just, I just think that it, you had a lot of power for Matt Ryan, and to just give that up without getting anything in return, I don't know that that happens. We'll find out as the weeks. We'll have more PFT Live right after this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers bringing in defensive back Logan Ryan. They lost Jordan Whitehead earlier this week in free agency. And Logan Ryan, great story. Number one, reunion with Tom Brady. Number two, Logan Ryan owns the football that was the final interception of Tom Brady's career with the New England Patriots. And here it is, the pick six to cap the playoff loss. And, Peter, if Logan Ryan ever auctions that one off, whoever would buy it would know that it truly is the last interception ever thrown by Tom Brady. Don't have to, Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not. And maybe go back to New England. So who knows? Don't pay $518,000 for that one either.
1: Hey, look, Logan Ryan, that one really surprises me with the Giants. I mean, he was a legitimate team leader. They're not saving all that much money on the cap. A little quizzical uh, drop by the New York Giants.
0: Well, and new coaching staff, new GM, they have their own opinions. They have their own feelings. We see it throughout the league, and they make the decision that this guy doesn't fit with whatever we're trying to do. So that's the the move the Giants make, and advantage Bucks who keep getting better while the rest of the NFC falls apart. We are done. Thanks, as always, for some of your time. We'll be posting updates all weekend long at profootballtalk.com, and we'll be back at 5 o'clock Eastern for PFTPM. Have a great day.